In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Amen. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode here of the Dominion with episode two of strategy and tactics here. Um, last week, you just listened to the considerations episode three and next week will be Daniel chapter seven and eight. But in between here, what we're doing today is uh, strategy and tactics. Uh, spiritual combat we're starting off with chapter two and three today and hopefully maybe we'll get to chapter four um these are short chapters they're very to the point there's no you know there's, there's no fluff it's just straight to the point just greatness so let's begin all right chapter two distrust of self distrust of self is so absolutely requisite in spiritual combat that without this virtue, we cannot expect to defeat our weakest passions, much less gain a complete victory. This important truth should be deeply embedded in our hearts, for although in ourselves we are nothing, we are too apt to overestimate our own abilities and to conclude falsely that we are of some importance. This vice springs from the corruption of our nature. But the more natural a thing is, the more n- difficult it is to be discovered. There we go. We cannot trust ourselves. Right. Yep. So, like if we think we're strong, we would think we could do a lot of things on our own. That that's not going to help us defeat our greatest passions or even our weakest uh we cannot even defeat our weakest passions, right? Distrust of self. Yes, absolutely. Want to go into the second paragraph? But God to whom nothing is secret looks upon this with horror because it is his will that we should be convinced. We possess only that virtue and grace, which comes from him alone. And that without him, we are incapable of one meritorious thought. This distrust of our own strength is a gift from heaven bestowed by God on those he loves. It is granted sometimes through his holy inspiration sometimes through severe afflictions or almost insurmountable temptations and other ways which are unknown to us that's actually really interesting this Mm -hmm. distrust of our own strength is a gift from heaven this distrust of our own strength so distrust distrusting yourself our strength, that distrust is a gift from heaven bestowed by God on those he loves. It is granted sometimes through his holy inspiration, sometimes through severe afflictions or almost insurmountable temptations and other ways which are unknown to us. Yet he expects that we will do everything within our power to obtain it. Damn. And we certainly will obtain it if, with the grace of God, we seriously employ the following four means. Okay, so this is getting really good. Yeah. So, I, so like, I, go ahead. No, I think, I mean, I think what he's saying right here is he's really setting us up to under, to, to, 
what I am reading here is a tactical move towards humility, like how to acquire it. Mm -hmm. Like that's yeah. really what I'm seeing here. Yes. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of like how we talked about last, last time for all strategy and tactic. It's, it's really, you know, like we're on, we want our way to be on the way of perfection, right? God wants us to be perfect. Like he is perfect um, according to Jesus. Right. So, but I think we are doing it all wrong, right? Like we think perfection is within the things that even if they are holy things, we're not, we're probably not even doing it right. So he is setting us up with that proper disposition in order to not only receive grace, but to be able to achieve perfection. In which way is it to do first is to distrust our own selves in our strength, in our inability to become holy whatsoever. It kind of goes back to uh, what's it called? Even like in St. Alphonse's Liguori, I mean, like, I feel like these saints talk to each other sometimes because remember in the conditions of prayer, one of them is to be humble. Yep. And then humility starts with what? First, we must meditate upon our own weakness. Yeah. Right? So that's, yeah, that's the first part. No, I'm, I'm just saying like, uh, like St. Alphonsus was talking about that. We, we need to be humble before God. And when we uh, do any kind of prayer, any con like the conditions of prayer. And mm -hmm. so he is setting us up for the proper dis dis uh, disposition to achieve that perfection. And you want to you know, let's start with those four means. Go ahead with that first one. First, we must meditate upon our own weaknesses. Consider the fact that being nothing in ourselves, we cannot, with without divine assistance, accomplish the smallest good or advance the smallest step towards heaven. Consider the fact that being nothing in ourselves, we cannot, without divine assistance, accomplish the smallest good. I love that. Yeah. You we can't even you can't even take a step forward in the right direction. The smallest yeah. good without him. Yeah. But you know what? That, that's fact number one. I love that. This is the best self-help. I, yeah. I, I think I think we touched upon this um, a couple episodes ago when we were talking like the the greatest travesty that has ever happened to us. One of well, one of the greatest travesties is when someone says to you or this 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 culture of oh you're perfect just the way you are. Yeah. Like, no, no, you're not. <laughs> Trust us, you're not. <laughs> no, you're a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, I I no, I, but I love this because okay, I, I just bolded it. You see that? Yeah. Meditate upon your own weakness. Can you imagine just sitting there for like a half hour? And thinking about everything that you suck at, yeah. But you're not supposed to suck at those things. Like no, I, obviously, well, like like hold on, like obviously, like I suck at like astrophysics or I don't know complex math, whatever or basic or like math. <laughs> I can't. I, well, I'm obviously, I'm obviously. <laughs> well, okay, okay, yeah. But like, I, I, there's a lot of things that I'm supposed to suck at, like you know, being a brain surgeon. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about things that you're supposed to. Be, things that you're supposed to be good at those things you suck at yes no but you're no the thing is is that you it's not things that you're good at you're not good at it's that you're just nothing it's not the ability to do a thing it's the fact that we are so small and insignificant that there's like oh brain surgery is nothing compared to god oh yeah that's not smart please can a brain surgery create something out of nothing? No. 
<laughs> that's true. That is true. Yes, I agree with that. So that's why like, I find it funny or find it like good to think that consider the fact that being nothing in ourselves, we're nothing. So it goes against every self-help, every like, like motivational guru, or even like uh, some people that in the church today saying, oh, you're a special child of God. I mean, you are if you're baptized, but um, that being said, we also have to remember what we are, even though how God made us to be or he, uh, how he wants us to be is more than what we actually are. So we have to remind ourselves that. Because if we keep lifting ourselves up so much on a based on something that we're not ready for, it's just going to fall. And we're going to get into those, you know, those problems with, oh, I'm fine the way I am. No, you're not. No, you are not. Yes. Accomplish. Yeah. Without divine assistance, you cannot accomplish the smallest good or advance the smallest steps towards heaven. Okay, give me an example of the smallest good. Picking up the trash. So, Han, what do you mean pick up? You mean like just household chores? Yeah. So we cannot, we cannot, without divine assistance, we can't accomplish. No, I don't think he's talking about chores. I don't think he's talking about empirical things. I think he's talking about virtue, like acquiring. Oh, but what's what's well, but what's picking up the trash? Isn't that a form of, of justice? Of uh, there, it like every good thing, every good act, revolves around virtue. Not everything, like not everything, is empirical. I mean, just pick, like washing the dishes has a form of virtue. Yes, but. Mm. Hold on, let me think about this because for some reason I'm not connecting the dots. Let's read it. Without divine assistance, accomplish. We cannot, without divine assistance, accomplish the smallest good or advance the smallest step okay, towards so seven. I, so this, this makes sense. All right, all right, all right. Like I'll, I'll I'll explain it. Um, without the community, the merit of the smallest good does not allow us to advance. Right. So the the small good. Well, there's like a flyer flying around here. Uh, the smallest good, I think he means by merit. Because of the or when it comes to advance, uh, advance the smallest steps toward heaven. Okay. Right. So you can't merit, you know, your way to God because the fact that you are not, you know, dis like disposed of your own weaknesses of distrust of yourself. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think that's that makes what it means. Anybody else has some thoughts, please comment. You're still hung up. No, I think, I think it'll, I think I just got to sit on it for a while. Mm. We got, we have to read this. We have to read the, the rest of the points. So, yes. cause maybe, cause I think this builds on each other. Oh yeah. All right. Second point. We must beg God with great humility and fervor, this eminent virtue, which must come from him alone. All right. So Distrust of self is a virtue that comes from God. So we, we have to have great humility and fervor to beg God for the virtue to distrust ourselves. It's like almost circular reasoning there. Yeah. <laughs> it's, oh man, it's like a, it's a catch 22. It's like, oh, I need to be humble and distrust myself in order to request God for 
the virtue to distrust myself. Or maybe God already gave you the gift of uh, the virtue of distrusting yourself. That's why you're praying for it more. Maybe. Maybe. Hold on. This actually does make sense, though, because if you think about it, the first step is meditating on your weaknesses. Well, yeah. even before even before that, he even he just says acknowledge that that you must distrust yourself, yeah. right? And in order to obtain that objective, first meditate on your weakness. And then from the second, he says, well, I feel as if he is saying, because you're going to meditate on your own weaknesses, you're going to build up walls or, or oh, yeah. you're going to build up pride. Yeah. Cause and so no the one- second step is by default, you have to now, now that you have meditated on your weaknesses, now you need humility, pray for the humility to continue that distrust and to accept those weaknesses. Yeah. I think so too. And I think we need to like go back to the beginning too. It says here in the first letter, like first part, this is the point of distrust of self. Distrust of self is so absolutely requisite in the spiritual combat. All right. So in the spiritual combat, we need to have distrust of self is absolutely requisite. Boom. That without this virtue, we cannot expect to defeat our weakest passion. Passions must let's gain a complete victory. So what's the, what's the purpose of the spiritual combat? Complete victory. But in order to have complete victory, we need to be able to defeat our weakest our, our defeat our weakest passions. But we cannot do that if we don't have distrust of self. Like this is the thing with this. You could read it, you read one sentence, but you have to like reorganize it for you for us to understand it and to really like pinpoint exactly what this author is talking about. Because you could like this chapter is literally a page less than a page but we could dissect a whole sentence and take a half an hour for it so let's keep digging in so what's the point of distressing ourselves is to defeat our weakest passions because we cannot do it without distress of self hmm. so we or we're on the second part of the means of obtaining distress of self first we meditate upon our weaknesses and we must beg God with great humility and fervor for this virtue. And he continues, let us begin by acknowledging not only that we do not possess it. All right. So first we have to say, we don't trust ourselves. I mean, we don't not trust ourselves, (laughs) but that of ourselves, we are utterly incapable of acquiring it. Okay. Okay. Then let us cast ourselves at the feet of our Lord and earnestly beg him to grant our request. We must do this with firm confidence that we will be heard if we patiently await the effect of our prayer and preserve in it as long as it pleases divine providence. Ah, firm confidence. Isn't that another disposition of what St. Alphonsus Liguori talked about? Mm when it comes to the conditions of prayer, like these saints, it's like I said, like they, it's like they talk to each other. No, it's cause there's, there's like, I'm sorry. Like there's an objective way to knowing God. This is it because all the saints agree on it. Hold on. Just so I understand. You said there is no objective way to know God. No, no, there is. 
Okay, I was okay. Sorry, I misheard you then. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. Number three. Go. Third, we must gradually accustom ourselves to distrust our own strength, to dread the illusions of our own mind, the strong tendency of our nature to sin, and the overwhelming number of enemies that surround us. Okay, I like this. We must gradually accustom ourselves. So this is like get comfortable being uncomfortable. Being uncomfortable. Yeah. So accustom ourselves. Like now, now this must be habitual. This this constant distrust in self, this constant meditation on our weaknesses, this constant striving after humility must be habitual. There Subtlety, experience, and strength surpass ours, for they can transform themselves into angels of light and lie in ambush for us as we advance towards heaven. Hold on. What's, uh, uh, for some reason, I don't understand the last sentence. All right. It's just here. And the, um, let's go back. So we must accustom ourselves to the distress of our own strength accustom ourselves to the dread to the dread to dread ourselves to dread the illusions of our own mind strong ourselves to the strong tendencies of our nature to sin so one like this is it right here like distrust our own strength one that's okay that's kind of we've you know meditate on our weaknesses and Mm -hmm. distrust our own strength we also have to like dread i would say hate the illusions of our own mind yes so to dread so, the illu- okay yes, yeah. yes yes like so so i guess like the opposite of this is ambition hmm. right don't like oh i'm gonna be so holy stop no you're not that's an illusion you can't do it on by yourself calm down you know i'm gonna hmm. elevate levitate oh i want the stigmata so bad shut up <laughs> Yeah. Dread the illusions of your own mind and also accustom yourselves to the strong tendency of our nature to sin. We like to sin. So instead of saying, no, I don't sin. No, no, that's an illusion of your own mind and the fact that you like to sin. So accustom yourself to that. I'm sorry. You're a piece of <laughs> Just accept that. We're a dumpster fire. We all deserve hell. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're a piece of <laughs> We would be we would be the best psychologists. Yeah, we'll fix everyone ever, like like that. Why? Right? Because right here, boom. <laughs> and the overwhelming number of enemies that surround us. So you know, like when people, um, I think enemies is not only just demons, but people too, right? So it's like the whole human respect part where people are oh, gonna yeah. come out to get us. Oh people yeah, are gonna try to make us shameful for our own faith. And and when like I. I you know, I always thought, I'm like, why do I feel so wary with people, right? Like, like, well, it's like, how come I can't give the people the benefit of the doubt? Why is that weird for me that I don't trust them? Well, I think he says it's the overwhelming number of enemies that surround us. People want to destroy us for our faith. Not in the sense of like martyrdom, like the, you know, they do in the Middle East or they, or or you know but it's more like they want to completely they 
they want to change you and your faith. And they're probably people, you know, within our own families and people within our own faith, right? The more that we want to practice our faith, the more that people are going to make fun of us. Hmm. Yeah, I can see that. Okay. Hold on. But but Mm -hmm. this, what, what I'm having trouble understanding is this sentence that I highlighted here. Their subtlety, experience, and strength surpass ours, for they can transform themselves into angels of light and lie in ambush for us as we advance towards heaven. Yeah, that this is so abstract. What's he? What, what's he talking about? What, He's talking about who, the, who's who's the, subtlety? The overwhelming number of enemies that surround us. The overwhelming number of enemies that surround us. Yes, their subtlety, experience, and strength surpass ours. Where they can transform themselves into angels of light and lie in ambush for us as we advance towards heaven. For they can transform themselves into angels of light. Oh, maybe I think he's talking about demons, not people. Oh, okay. So I guess that maybe makes I'm more wrong. sense. Maybe I'm wrong, and these overwhelming ne- enemies that surround us are demons. Those are demons. So we have to accustom ourselves that we're surrounded by demons. Okay. Now that sentence wait makes way more sense. For the okay, these demons, their subtlety, their experience and strength surpass ours, for they yeah. can transform themselves into angels of light and lie in ambush for us to for us as we advance towards heaven. That makes way more sense. Fantastic. Like basically it says, you know, meditate on your own weakness, know that you suck know that you really, really suck. And the and fact that, that everyone, <laughs> that you're being attacked all the time. <laughs> yeah. You're being watched. You're being watched all the time. You know, it's, you know, okay. You, you want to know something that's going to keep you up at night. You're being hunted. Yeah. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I should not have said that. <laughs> <laughs> now you can't go to sleep tonight. <laughs> no, I'm not going to go to sleep tonight. Don't pray the rosary. <laughs> after this. You'll oh, think you'll be good. <laughs> What have I got myself into? <laughs> okay. Now I'm scared. Who, who wants to read the fourth one? I'll do it. Fourth, as often as we commit a fault, we must examine ourselves in order to discover our vulnerable points. As often as we commit a fault, we must examine ourselves in order to discover our vulnerable. Okay, cool. Like he even says like, yes, we're pieces of shit, but that's fine. We're going to, f- we're going to sin. So that's, that's like, it's like, it's good. That's an opportunity to learn, right? We sin. Oh, what happened there? Let's really examine what's going on right before we sin. What's causing us? What's leading us? Let's examine it. Maybe we could actually find out who is our enemies. You know what? This is great. I feel like we, we just, just, I, these four points, these are essentially an examination of conscience. Like we could yeah. go through, we could go through this every single night. God permits us to fall only that we may gain a deeper insight into ourselves, that we may learn to despise ourselves as wretched creatures and to desire honestly to be disregarded by others. Yeah. Perfect. Look at that. Our premise is that we are pieces of shit is right there to despise ourselves as wretched creatures. <laughs> This guy, he does not hold any, he does not hold back at all. Yeah. It's like, oh, here, God permits us to fall. So we may learn that we're pieces. You know, you could, you could replace fall with like self-mortification. 
God permits us to self-mortificate and only that we may gain a deeper insight into ourselves. No, no. Well, self-mortification is because we did something bad. No, but he got, uh, God allows us to fall into sin. Uh, no, it's not just because we did something bad. I mean, we are bad. Well, one, one thing is the fact that we have the tendency of our nature to sin, but that doesn't mean God doesn't protect us from doing it, but he allows us to do it so that we may gain a deeper insight into ourselves. Yeah, I agree with you, but I still think you could replace fall with self-mortificate. No, because fall and self-mortification is two different things. No, I know, but you can still replace it because the sentence still makes sense. Yeah, but. If you're going to do self-mortification. Yeah, it's true. You're gaining a deeper insight into yourself. That we may learn to despise ourselves as wretched creatures. I'm just I'm just thinking like if you take that sense out of that whole context of that whole thing. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Without this, we cannot hope to obtain distress of self, which is rooted in humility and the knowledge of our own weakness. No, like you were saying, like, yeah, like self-mortification, like though God allows us to fall, but most of the time we will never gain a deeper insight into ourselves that we may learn to despise ourselves without Mm -hmm. the previous, uh, what's it called? The previous dispositions or the, uh, the, uh, the previous three means. If we cannot, if we don't meditate on our own weakness, the fact that we are weak, uh, the fact that if we don't come to hum- God to humility for ask for the virtue of distrust of self, and that that we don't accustom ourselves to distrust our own self strength and stuff, we'll never ever learn to examine ourselves that we get a deeper insight when we fall. That's why it's good to do self-mortification because if we do hard things, we discover things about ourselves that we won't know about. It's true. It is very true. I remember one time I was at a, what's it called? At a retreat. And it was hard, hard. I cried like a little girl because like, like what we did was we, it was in Mexico and we lived in these like little rock caves. Like it was like six feet tall. You could like, you have to like duck in and like sit down inside these like little rock hermitages, like little rock caves. And the only thing we ate was oatmeal in the morning and a piece of like bread tortilla thing in the evening. And we prayed all day. And then we also picked, you know, picked rocks from the ground so we could build more of these little rock caves. And what sucked the most about everything was the fact that you lived in these rock cages and you were not alone in those huts. (laughs) So you were always getting bug bites, spider bites. Uh, If you got lucky, you got scorpion, you know, stings. I had the great, uh, great pleasure of, uh, of being hosted by three little mice that slept next to me. <laughs> oh, man. And so after a couple of days, I was like, I can't do this. But it was my own comfort that was crying out for that. And I felt weak. And I felt like, I, like I'm a big quitter. I learned that I was a quitter of a lot of things that day. And I quit a lot of things after that. But after that experience... Nothing, nothing could phase me and nothing would make me, make me quit. So that was pretty good. 
how does one sign up for this? <laughs> I don't think it exists anymore. And it's in Mexico. So you could probably show up there and be like, hey, can I try this? And they're like, no sé qué estás hablando. I'll just dig yeah. a hole in my backyard. Yeah. yeah. No, but what, like it was so cool. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that later. So yeah, like make yourself uncomfortable because you're going to learn a lot about yourself. You want to go next, next paragraph? Whoever seeks to approach the eternal truth and fountain of all light must know himself thoroughly. He must not imitate the pride of those who obtain no other knowledge than what their sins provide and who begin to open their eyes only when they are plunged into some disgraceful and unforeseen debacle. Yes. This happens through God's permission that they may know their own weakness and by sad experience, learn not to rely on their own strength. God seldom supplies so severe a remedy against their presumption unless other means have failed. Okay. Yeah. This makes sense to me. Okay, cool. All right. Read the next one. Yep. Briefly, he permits persons to sin more or less grievously in proportion to their pride. And if there were any as free from pride as the blessed virgin, I dare say they would never file fall. As often as you commit a fault, therefore immediately strive to probe your inner consciousness, earnestly beg our Lord to enlighten you that you may see yourself as you are in his sight and presume no more on your strength. Otherwise you will fall again into the same faults or perhaps much greater ones to the eternal ruin of your soul. Don't trust yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And if you were as good as the blessed virgin, then you really would never fall. Yeah. But, but you're, you're not. not. Blessed. <laughs> you're not. You're a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. So, so what does that mean? Don't trust yourself. Follow these four means. And I think we'll, we would be in good hands. And whose hands is that? Is Lord. Right. And he, and he permits us to go through really terrible things because he knows that way we can learn. But if we don't learn, then... Yeah. you'll go to hell (laughs) that's just straightforward stop sucking because you'll go to hell i'd rather be a piece of shit than go to hell oh my gosh (laughs) oh dude every moment of my day we're not i can't go to hell there's there's no there's no way in hell no (laughs) no way in hell i'm going to hell no way in hell but we deserve hell (laughs) That's another thing that'll keep you up at night. Yeah. Just like just knowing that we deserve it. Yeah. Yeah. That's here, man. Way to like, like kick us when we're down. We're already pieces. We're already going to hell <laughs> and you're still attacking us. It's like, leave us alone. <laughs> I'm already a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> what, what else do you want from me? 
I have nothing. You know, we laugh because we're terrible. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. What, what, what do you mean? Like, like we laugh because, you know, we talk about, you know, say, oh, we're a piece of shit, things like that. But, you know, we suck. We still suck. It's funny yeah. because it's true. <laughs> yeah, but also I think I think you and I do a really good job at laughing at ourselves, but especially at each other. Oh, yeah. Like, sure. I love laughing at you. <laughs> oh man oh man all right chapter three of trust in god here we go Mm -hmm. although distrust of self is absolutely necessary as we have shown in it to be in spiritual combat nevertheless if this is all we have to rely on, we will soon be routed, plundered, and subdued by the enemy. <laughs> Dang, we can't win. <laughs> we have to trust in ourselves. Oh, that's not enough. Ah. <laughs> Unless, like, will, will, will that ever be enough? No. <laughs> the fact that you think you have enough distrust of self means you don't have distrust of self. <laughs> Okay, so hold on. Before you continue, I think it's really important to point out that like there's still hope, right? Yeah. And and there's still God still has mercy, and I think it's important to bring it up now because what he is saying is you might think that you have attained something. You 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 think you might have attained perfect distrust in self, but you haven't. And even if you have. You're still a piece of shit. And <laughs> it sounds, it, 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 from us, it'll be like, man, is there any hope? Is it even worth, like, why why all the suffering? Is it even worth, it's like, yeah, actually, yes. It is worth all the suffering. Yeah. And the only mercy that we ever, that we deserve from heaven, sorry, oh, the only really- mercy that we deserve from God, it's it's essentially the sacraments. It's and, and and God's graces that he gives you so that you have that potential to gain heaven. Yeah. Well, it's also the, the sacraments themselves are not deserved. No, they're not. Well, remember but, what we say. The only thing we deserve is hell. Oh, yes. So, like, yes, the sacraments is God's mercy. Yes. Correct. And that's all the hope you need if you think about it. Like if you yeah. truly believe in this in, 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 in the in the sacraments, if you truly believe in their efficaciousness, and knowing that you have the Eucharist and that you have confession and that you could receive these weekly or daily, um, that's kind of incredible. Like yeah. you're you're a piece of sh- and God's giving you a treasure, a treasure trove. Yeah. He's giving you like a billion dollars every day. You know? Yeah. It's kind of cool. And what do we do with that? We squander it. Unless we would go back to the book. Yes. Unless we would be put to flight or remain helpless and vanquished in the hands of our enemies, we must add to it perfect trust in God. So, we can't rely only on our own distrust. We have to put our trust, our perfect trust in God and expect from him alone, succor and victory. Or succor means help. 
um, and victory. For as we who are nothing, or my mom's going to listen to this and she's going to hate me. (laughs) Can look for nothing from ourselves but fall and therefore should utterly distress ourselves. So from our Lord, may we assuredly expect complete victory in every conflict. To obtain his help, let us therefore arm ourselves with a lively confidence in him. And this also may be completed in four ways. All right. First, I love it right here. To ask it with great humility. <laughs> How do you ask trust in God? Ask with great humility. God, can I trust ask. you more? Give me, give me complete trust in you. Let me have complete trust in you. Do it humbly. I think if you already distrust yourself, you're going to come come to this with, with great humility. First, to ask it with great humility. Second, to contemplate with an ardent faith the immense power and infinite wisdom of the supreme being. To contemplate with an ardent faith the immense power. That is the coolest thing. To just meditate on God and his divine attributes. Yeah. To him, nothing is difficult. His goodness is unlimited. His love for those who serve him is always ready to supply them with the necessities for their spiritual life and for gaining a complete victory over themselves. This is, this is fantastic. This is absolutely fantastic. I mean, if you, if you, and if I, I should be saying I, because I'm, I'm basically speaking to myself here. Um, if I, if I truly pray for humility and truly convince myself that I am worthless and I can do nothing without him. And it's like a fully, it's like it just, I have been fully exposed Mm-hmm. It's that exposing of yourself. It's that's when you truly know yourself. That's mm-hmm. when you truly know I suck at everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's I am when God not good. Yeah. The period. Like that's like that's like that's the power statement. I yeah. am not, I am not good. Period. The moment we can actually absorb that, that's when God is like good. But here's more suffering. <laughs> <laughs> you're ready for more. <laughs> you're, you're, yeah, exactly. You're ready for more. You're you're yeah. you're ready for a higher level of mortification. Yes. Oh man. Should you read that next sentence or the next paragraph? Yeah, you do it. All that he demands is that they turn to him with complete confidence. Can anything be more reasonable? <laughs> Can you see more reasonable? Come on. <laughs> complete yeah. confidence in him and then complete distress of yourself. There we go. The amiable shepherd, uh, amiable shepherd for 33 years or more sought after the lost sheep through thorn roughed ways, which so much pain that it cost him the last drop of his sacred blood. When this devoted shepherd see his strayed sheep finally returning to him with a desire of being guided 
in the future by him alone, and with a sincere, though perhaps weak, intentions of obeying him, is it possible that he would not look upon it with pity, listen to its cries, and bear upon his shoulders to the fold? Doubtless he is greatly pleased to see it united again to the flock and invites the angels to rejoice with him on the occasion. Let me tell you a story. It's something that I heard from a friend who, I guess, knows about shepherding. What they do to little lambs, especially those like those ones who are very curious and goes around, doesn't listen to the shepherd or anything like that. The sheep is not going to correct the little one, right? Because the sheep, they don't, they have zero, like they're so passive. It's, it's hilarious and kind of dumb too. Um, did, I, did I send you that Instagram post where that, that like sheep that fell into like, like a little crack in the earth. Yeah. Yeah. The, he, the guy pulls him out of the crack and then he, 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 he eloquently, uh, eloquently dives to the next one. Yeah. So that's us. Oh, 100%. But, oh my but, gosh. That's so poetic. That is us. But uh, yeah. But yeah. Jesus pulls us out from the hole and then we go back into the hole. But, but uh, what he was telling me is that when the, when it comes to these sheep, especially the small ones, what the shepherd does is actually breaks the like the legs on not all of them of course yeah on purpose and like binds them up so he could heal right so what he does and that's why he puts them over the shoulder so because the lamb can't walk so he puts the lamb on the shoulder so the leg could heal and the like the little lamb learns the scent of the shepherd and learns to trust the shepherd oh so now when he knows its voice, he knows his, uh, it knows its voice. It knows it smells. It will have complete confidence in him that he will protect the lamb. So he breaks the legs of the lamb. So the lamb mm-hmm. can't walk. So the lamb is forced to be carried. Yes. Why can't you just carry without breaking the legs? Oh, cause like he, cause the lamb could probably fight. Yeah. That makes sense. You have to subdue the, you have to, you have to physically submit the lamb. Yep. The lamb is forced to smell the shepherd. Yeah. And by the time the legs are healed, the lamb is like, oh, this is my dad. Yeah. I can trust him. Even though he kind of hurt me, I know he, I could trust in him because he feeds me. He cares for me. He does all these things for me and he will lay his down, his life down for me. And I fear him because he broke my legs. Yeah. We must be lambs. Yeah. Like, and that's what God does, right? He gives us more of these, these, yeah, not self mortification, but these mortifications to us because he, our loves legs. Us. he breaks our legs so we could trust in him. It won't hurt us that badly. It won't, it's not like our, like us, it's not breaking our legs, but it's that kind of, hey, like you could be better, but you need to trust me. Stop being stupid. You need to trust me. I love you, but I need to break you so you could trust me. It's a little analogy I learned. It's kind of cool. Yeah, that just blew my mind. I want to be a shepherd. (laughs) Yeah, so. Wow. Who taught you that? Some Guatemalan guy. (laughs) 
It was a good friend. He, he moved back there. That's some Guatemalan. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. <laughs> For if he's... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. You read that part. For if he searches so diligently after the the drachma in the gospel. I'm sorry. We got to pause on that. I have never seen that. I have never <laughs> yeah. in my life seen that word. We're going to look this up. It looks like it's a monetary unit of Greece. So it's Greek like a, drachma. Yeah. So it's like a coin. The dollar. Okay. So. For if he searches so diligently after the drachma in the gospel, which is a figure of the sinner, if he leaves nothing untouched in order to find it, can he reject those who, like sheep longing to see their shepherd return to the fold? Wow. Third, another means of acquiring this salutary confidence in is frequently frequently to recall what we are assured of in the Holy Scriptures, the witnesses of truth in a thousand different places, that no one who puts his trust in God will be defeated. Hmm. Another means of acquiring this salutary confidence is frequently to recall that we are assured in the Holy Scriptures, the witness of truth in the thousand different places, and no one who puts his God, his trust in God will be defeated. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. So we need to read. We need to read scripture. Because if we don't know the stories, then we're not going to understand this third part. Right? So anybody who had confidence in God, anyone who trusted in God was always blessed. Actually, yeah, it's true. Like, if, if you look at the Old Testament, especially in Deuteronomy or even like the Mosaic Covenant, there's always, if like the law was extreme, right? So... There was, but there was always blessings for when you follow the law and also curses if you didn't follow them. And the blessings and the curses were definitely very extreme. So that's why when you see the people who followed God in the uh, Old Testament were always blessed <laughs> and they were never defeated. But all the people who distrusted in God, they were literally exiled. So. There you go. Or like uh, Moses' sister had like no confidence in God and therefore she got like malaria or something. No, no. She had like, what's it called? Uh, that disease in the scriptures. I, I, I can't leprosy. recall. Leprosy. She had leprosy. Uh, fourth. The final means of acquiring both distrust of self and confidence in God is that before attempting to perform any good action or encounter some failing, we should look at our own weakness on the one hand and on the other, contemplate the infinite power, wisdom, and goodness of God. Okay. Uh, the final means of acquiring both distrust of self and confidence in God. All right. This is the final means. So maybe what we should do is like put a book together and put like the first four and then the uh, the, the four of the distress of self 
and the three of distrust or trust in God. And then this, this is the final means of both because we can't have one without the other is that before attempting to perform any good action or encounter some failing. Oh, before attempting. So any, and basically in, in any action, because an act is either good or bad, right? Hmm. Or, I mean, if we encounter some failing, so I'm guessing the failing is sin. We should look at our own weakness on the one hand and on the other, contemplate the infinite power, wisdom, and goodness of God. Balancing that we fear from ourselves with what we hope from God. We shall courageously undergo the greatest difficulties and severest trials. Joining these weapons to prayer, as we shall see later, we shall be able to execute the great plans and gain decisive victories. Fantastic. Okay. This is incredible because what he's saying here is look at your existence in relation to the existence of God. Contemplate your weaknesses. Contemplate you. Yeah. And then on the other hand, contemplate the infinite power, wisdom, and goodness of God. We're not even on the same spectrum. No. It's incredible. Want to read the last paragraph? But if we neglect this method, though we may flatter ourselves that we are actuated by a principle of confidence in God, we will usually be deceived. Presumption is so natural to man that without notice, it insinuates itself into the confidence he imagines, imagines he as he has in God and the distrust he fancies he has of himself. Consequently, in order to destroy all presumption and to satis- sanctify every action and the two virtues opposite to this vice, the consideration of one's own weakness must precede that of the divine power. Both of these must precede all undertakings. <laughs> but if we neglect, neglect this method, though we may flatter ourselves with the actuated by a principle of confidence in God, we will usually be deceived. Huh. Damn it, we can't win. <laughs> Presumption is so natural to that man that without notice, it insinuates itself into the confidence he imagines he has in God and the distrust he fancies he has of himself. That is so true. <laughs> that is so like, man, this, this, this book isn't even, oh. this, this book isn't just spiritual warfare. This book is psychology. This is incredible. Yeah. Oh my gosh. He like literally defined me. I am <laughs> such a piece of. Consequently, in order to destroy all presumption and to sanctify every action and the two virtues opposite to this vice, the consideration of one's own weakness must precede that of the divine power. Both of these must precede all undertakings. So first, you know, you have to know that you're a piece of. And then later. <laughs> Every time you, every time you approach something, just be like, "I'm a piece of, shit. I'm a piece of." Shit. All right, God, only God is good. All right, I'm ready to do anything. 
Yeah. But like, that's the beauty of sainthood. Like it's such martyrdom. It's so warfare. Like every, like every single saint. Well, I'll say it this way. Every single canonized saint, they went to hell and back like on earth. Like mm-hmm. there, there was, there was never like, I, do you know, um, a saint that was just like, was born and be like, oh yes, I'm perfect in every way. Yes. And then like, like even, okay, I'll put it this way. The ones who were even the ones who were the most perfect suffered the most. Isn't that crazy? Like yeah. mother Mary, Mary mother Mary <laughs> was the most perfect human and it sucked her life wasn't and she suffered was, more than any martyr i don't i wouldn't say it sucked she wouldn't say her life sucked she would say it was full of joy and sacrifice it was full of joy and sacrifice but because she but she was she was the most holy yeah with the human. most holy and then there's saint joseph <laughs> Man, imagine St. Joseph being there. He he probably thought, like, what am I doing here? That's why he wanted to divorce her. <laughs> Could you imagine just like the mental torment of St. Joseph? Yeah, he's like, what what am I doing here? Like, I'm confused. <laughs> but, but but not only that, but like, can you imagine what was going on in his mind when they had to pick literally overnight before the sun even rose? Like pick up your stuff. We're going to Egypt mm-hmm. and like going through, what was that? That was, how long was that? Tra- like how long if you travel that on foot from Isri- it's like Israel? Four days. Really? Four mm-hmm. five, yeah. It's like, yeah. Okay. That's what it was. Like at least well, maybe like around, around a week. Right. Yeah. Like that was not a safe little, Oh yeah. We're going to just take this, this cute little path. Yeah. Like, no, there were bandits. There were, I don't know, pagans and nomads. And I mean, yeah, well, I, I don't think it was overnight that he had to pick everything up and go because they one, they didn't have that much stuff to pick up. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. But they, mean, were, they were in Nazareth for quite some time before they actually left. Really? Yeah. But but King Herod was going to chop off the kids. Yeah, but that didn't happen all at that one, at the same time. Oh, doesn't matter. Like, uh, I think, well, who knows? Maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but I like, that's why when it said like, they're going to kill all the kids that are under two years old is probably because Jesus was that old already. Well, yeah, well, that's not, no, that's, oh, sorry. What I'm trying to say is the angel tells you, I'm I'm being, I'm being, I'm being being nitpicky. I'm sorry. That's my fault. No, 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 no. no. You're fine. It's it's good because I'm, 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 I have to, I have to say this more clearly. There was a point where Jesus was a little older, like you said, Yeah. but he received news from the angel and the angel said, pack up your stuff and go to Egypt. Yeah. Herod's men are on their way to kill kids. Yeah. They didn't have a week to pack. In that moment, they were like, oh, we need to leave now. Yeah. Okay. Um, we're just, let's, let's, let's just pick up episode, uh, chapter four next week. Yeah. Sounds good. Okay, man. Later. All right. Wait, let's end the prayer. Okay.
In the name of the Father, Son, Father, Son Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Our Father, or Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Amen. Um, our Lady of Sorrows, pray for us. St. Joseph, Terror of Demons, pray for us. St. George, pray for us. All you holy angels and saints, pray for us. In the name of the Father, the Son, Son, Holy, holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen.